Good morning and happy Easter. Jesus has risen. He has risen indeed. My name is Todd Martin from Smithville Mennonite Church, and I'm glad to be with you today to share a message from God's Word to you. I know we are here together right now by divine appointment, so God can speak to you. Now let me pray so I can get out of the way. Lord Jesus, as always, let there be more of you and less of me. In your name I pray. Amen. The title of today's message is, He Called My Name. You know, there is a lot of talk these days about sickness and death, and I'm tired of it. The way people are talking about it, you'd think it never happened before and hopefully will never happen again. Friends, today, I want to declare this next 30 minutes a COVID-19 free zone. I want to talk about being alive and the master giver of life. I want to talk about the healer that was healed, not just from sickness, but from death itself. For over 2,000 years, Christians all over the world have celebrated Sundays as the Lord's Day. We gather to worship on this day because this is the day Jesus rose from the grave and left death behind. This is vivid foreshadowing of what we will read in our text for this morning. I would invite you now to open your Bibles to the Gospel of John, chapter 20. Gospel of John, chapter 20 is where we're going to be in just a little bit. I want to talk about the S-O-N rise that eclipsed the S-U-N rise that first Easter, and in fact became the first day of the rest of Jesus's resurrected life. On this day, we celebrate the death-conquering victory Jesus brought to our world that makes us brave. We, as followers of Jesus, don't fear death because we know death is only a gateway to eternity with God the Father through His Son, Jesus Christ. This is where I get my point for today's message. The sermon in one sentence is just this. On Easter, we find hope, healing, and home through Jesus' resurrection. Again, that sermon in a sentence is this. On Easter, we find hope, healing, and home through Jesus' resurrection. Now, let's go see the original porthole to paradise, the root of the resurrection, and let's see the person who discovered it. I'm in John chapter 20. Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, 
and we don't know where they have put him. Verse 3. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter, who was behind him, arrived and went into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the burial cloth that had been around Jesus' head. The cloth was folded up by itself, separate from the linen. Verse 8. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes. Verse 1 through 9, subpoint. If you are running on empty, Jesus can fill you with hope. My question for you to consider is, are you tired today? Full of sadness and anxiety, will you look in the empty tomb? Are you tired today? Full of sadness and anxiety, will you then look in the empty tomb? Imagine that morning. Mary was sad, fearful, and probably lonely. She wanted to just grieve and be alone with her thoughts, but there was an interruption. Something happened that was out of the ordinary. Something came up and disrupted the normal things people do in a graveyard. You see, the grave was open. I believe at that moment, hope popped up like a spring crocus. Have you ever seen a spring crocus poking their heads out of the snow or out of the cold ground, looking up at you as if to say, good morning, life goes on. I hope Easter is an interruption to your new normal, whatever that may be. I hope today you'll skip the counts of the dead and infected, the scary charts and hot spots to just remember all of this is temporary, but Jesus is not. He stands right on the other side of death's gateway, hollering through the darkness, I'm here. Everything is going to be all right. Hope is something we need today, and it can be found in the empty tomb. Last summer, I was there. It's always the climax of any pilgrimage to the Holy Land to go to the empty tomb. And that's where I was. Christians are odd in that way. All the other major religions go to a tomb to honor a dead person. Muhammad is buried in the mosque of the prophet in the city of Medina in Saudi Arabia. Confucius is buried in the cemetery of the Kong clan in his hometown of Kofu in the Shandong province. The cremated remains of what an inscription says is the Buddha have been discovered in a box in Jingchan County, China. 
Christianity alone claims our Savior to be a man who is God and remains alive to this day. We go to a tomb to see our Savior is not there. In fact, our entire theology hangs on the central point that Mary discovered. Jesus was not in the tomb on Easter Sunday morning. But at the time, Mary was uncertain, hoping against all she knew to be true. We may even say in denial of what would be the greatest revelation anyone ever had. Listen to it happen right now. I'm in verse 11. But Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. Verse 13. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. Verse 15. Woman, he said, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Your verse 11 through 16 subpoint. That's no gardener. That is God. Come to heal your heart. Your question to consider, are you missing Jesus in the midst of your grief? Do you know that sometimes in our sadness and fear, our grief and loss, we can go blind? Friends, in the current crisis, it can get so dark in our hearts that we can go blind. We can't see any hope and our hearts can get sick, deathly ill to the point that we can't go on. The fear and stress that has surrounded us these last few weeks has been worse than the virus for most of us. While there is no doubt we need to pray fervently for those who are sick and those helping to heal the sick, I hope you do. Still, all of us need a healing of our hearts. Those who are grieving losses of jobs, of celebrations and opportunities, and of dreams. I hope you will open yourself to God's healing too. Mary couldn't quite get there. She couldn't quite let the light of hope shine. She needed healing of her heart and vision. Mary's heart stopped working right because it had been broken. When your heart is broken, you can't think straight. Things don't make sense. Grief breaks your heart, and it needs to be healed. Her hurt was so deep, it affected her vision. Notice I did not say her sight. I mean her vision, 
because it too had been broken by tragedy and trauma. What Mary had seen was a nightmare. At the cross, she had been witness to one of the greatest crimes and devastating losses in the history of humanity. She watched God die. That affected how she saw everything, or should I say, was unable to see anything. But just a word. Not just any word. A name was spoken. Her name from the lips of the one who had healed her before and now has healed her again. I've heard it said that a person's name is one of the sweetest sounds we ever hear, especially when it's spoken by someone who loves us. It's a healing gesture, and we know it healed her. Can I just ask, what do you need healing from today? I know through the radio, podcast, and YouTube, this message could reach into hospital ICUs and makeshift triages. Perhaps you need healing from this virus. If that's you, I want to pray for you right now. Lord Jesus, I know you can heal us. And for those who may be sick, even now, in Jesus' name, I pray you would be healed. Restore those who cry out to you and call their names even today that they too may be healed. Lord Jesus, I know we all need healed of something. So even in this quiet moment, would you call us by name and heal us in the way we need? In your name we pray. Amen. Now listen to what comes after the hope and the healing. This is the sweetest lesson of all. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me. For I have not yet returned to the Father. Instead, go to my brothers and tell them, I am returning to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Verses 16 through 18, subpoint. Jesus was headed home, and he wants you to come too. Your question to consider, are you ready to go home? Friends, this is a rather cryptic scene. It would seem that Mary is holding on to Jesus, and Jesus tells her to let him go. And rather, go tell his brothers a powerful message. A message that's loaded with symbolic and literal flair. I just want us to focus on the last part of verse 17. Listen to those words again in the last part of verse 17. I am returning to my father and your father, to my God and your God. 
Jesus is heading home. There are few things more exciting than leaving home, heading into the unknown, away from family and friends, to seek out adventure in its purest form. But I must tell you, there is only one thing better than going out on adventure, and that is coming home. I've been blessed to have parents who still live in the same and only home I grew up in. It's always been home. I know every bend on that winding Dalton Fox Lake Road. I like hearing the crunch of the gravel drive and the hollow thud of the steps down to the kitchen. And though I've been blessed with a home of my own, it's still great to go to my original home, my mom and dad's house. That is an earthly home, and I love it. But there is a home still greater. There is a home so eternal and extraordinary that every other home we've ever known will pale in comparison. It's the home of our Heavenly Father. Jesus didn't send Mary to his disciples. No, they are his brothers. He didn't say he was just going to his father alone, but to their father too. Jesus is at once calling us into his family and to our final destiny. This Easter, perhaps like me, you are detached from your earthly home. Large family gatherings can't happen and we can't return there right now. We can and should grieve that. But it should also help us to lift our eyes to our heavenly home, the one Jesus calls us to, the one that will never pass away, but is waiting for us. There, the porch light remains on. The front door stands open. And the smell of Easter dinner is wafting out to greet us. Even today, let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for calling us home. For those who know and are following you, we take great comfort in that. For those who don't know you, I pray they would hear your call to come home and know you are only a prayer away. Let them find you even today. In your name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's message. All our messages and more are available at our website, smc585.org. And now I hope you'll sing along with some of our favorite Easter hymns from Smithville Mennonite Church. Hymn number 273, Low in the Grave He Lay. Low in the grave he lay, Jesus my Savior, waiting the coming day, Jesus my Lord, up 
From the grave he arose, he arose with a mighty triumph for his foes. He arose, he arose a victor from the dark domain, and he lives forever with his saints to reign. He arose, he arose, hallelujah, Christ arose. Vainly they watch his bed, Jesus my Savior, vainly they seal the Up from the grave he arose, he arose, with a mighty triumph for his foes. He arose, he arose, a victor from the dark domain, and he lives forever with his saints to reign. He arose, he arose, he arose, hallelujah, Christ arose. my Savior. He tore the bars away, Jesus my Lord. Up from the grave he arose, he arose with a mighty triumph for his foes. He arose, he arose a victor from the dark domain. And he lives forever with his saints to reign. He arose, he arose, he arose, hallelujah, Christ arose. Amen. Number 283. Amen. Christ who left his home in glory. Christ who left his home in glory and upon the cross was slain now is risen no tell the story that the Savior lives again hail to the King the mighty Redeemer hail him who
Christ our loving mediator, now with God for you and me, intercedes and our Creator hears and answers every Jesus has risen, and we 